Yeah, you know, Jason doesn't want to give it. Well, doesn't want these shout outs, but yesterday he's complaining about the fact I didn't shout out to him with respect to the Kosian uh, Japanese story, the high school Japanese story last week. So I got to give him a shout out. Yeah, he was complaining. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that guy. So I even, mean, we can't win yeah, for losing. Can't yeah, win for even losing. though I was trying to avoid any of that because, you see, he didn't give me the idea. It was all because of. Clark Street four years ago. Jason did do an article that then reminded me of something, but well, oh, he's he going to take credit. He's going to take credit. Yeah, you can just forget that. Yeah, yeah, I just forget all that other stuff. Jason, not that he's needy. I don't want to say that he's needy, but he's pretty needy. He he needs it. He needs. It. Okay, well, yeah. we, well, we did it. We, okay, we let's go. About that. Yeah, let's just do a show. Oh, my God, you made it. You're here. Thank goodness. Yeah. Not, not you. Not you, John. Oh. The audience. The audience. Oh, that's okay. The audience. So, the yeah, audience. We, we are the Bro Show. Oh. We are actual brothers. My name's Jerry. My name's John. Oh, boy, yeah. that went well. <laughs> I think we can. That's it. Time means everything. Time means everything. Hey, yeah. Oh, well, good show. Talk to you later. No, 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 no. no. As, a, as a joke. As a little jokey-wokey. Okay, yeah, we do this every Saturday. Well, we publish it every Saturday. When we record, I cannot disclose. Or the location. Sorry. Sounds good. Sorry. Ooh, There's security. There's security. Suspense. Yeah. I like it. So anyways, uh, yeah, we talk about four things. I can't really talk about that either. I don't want to spoil mm. the whole show for you. But there's rabbits Spoiler. involved. I'll give, I'll give rabbits, you a hint. There's yeah. rabbits involved. Okay. And so people get hopping mad. Mm, it's pretty good. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Wait for the groaners, please. Okay. okay, dude. All right. So, anyways, uh, yeah. What T-shirt do you have on, John? I'll tell you what. I broke out the one that I don't get out very often, but I call the insignia shirt the one that's got the small oh, yeah. insignia in the corner with showing a very small picture of us. It's a shirt that should be worn by somebody that has a small ego, so I don't wear it that often. Uh, <laughs> I wear the ones with the big, the big, you know, portrait of us yeah. on it. So compensating. But yeah, yeah. But I figure, what the heck? It deserves it deserves to be out about out of the out of the uh, pro show t shirt uh, drawer. So that's okay. what I did. I'm uh, such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, talented podcaster too. Hey, look. Hey, do you have, got, what about you? You got to have a shirt on too. I do, and I have the live at Clark Street Alehouse t shirt number one. Oh, wow! That's right. That's right. The beer garden one, and I can't say any more about that either. Oh, I know that's a spoiler right. alert. We got to be spoiler careful. Got to be real careful. There's high security on some of this stuff. So that's yep. going on. Hey, but we have a sponsor, don't we? Yeah, we do have a sponsor. Our sponsor is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. This is an organization, a 501c3 nonprofit, which protects the lives and advances the interest of animals through the legal system. That means that they do wonderful things such as high impact lawsuits to protect the critters. They also will help other prosecutors to assure that animal abusers are held accountable and, you know, put in jail. They support uh, animal protection legislation and all kinds of good stuff to help animals out. And we do appreciate this wonderful organization. And by the way, they do have swag. Yes, they do have swag. And so we've got show notes. You should be looking at them, possibly looking at them. They're on Substack. To find them, all you have to do is type bro.show, and you can you can 
find our show notes. You can find every show. You can play the shows there. You can have a lot of fun, but you can also, in those show notes, find the Legal Defense Fund, the Animal Legal Defense Fund. And they do have swag. We have a link to their swag. It's beautiful. It's on Bonfire, and you might get yourself some of that stuff. And while you're there in Bonfire, we're in Bonfire, too. And if you want to know how to get there, just type merch.bro.show, and it'll take you right there. And we have got rabbits playing poker t-shirts and mugs. Yes. We sold one last week, John. You mean actually a coffee cup? No, a t-shirt. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. good. Yeah. 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 So get those t-shirts. They're print on demand so we, we don't run out. It's not a problem. And if you okay. if you're so inclined, get an animal legal defense fund one too. So now we have a now now we're ready for a rabbit story, John. Oh boy, a rabbit story. Well, this one actually takes place down in a community uh, suburb of Fort Lauderdale, the Walton, not the Walton Manor, the Wilton Manors, which is mm-hmm. uh, actually got a little neighborhood in it called uh, what is the name of that neighborhood? It's a it it's at Jenna oh Jenna Janata Janata Isles. It's a dry wow. water, and within that aisle, there is a problem because they have got a bunch of rabbits. Oh! And this all came to a forefront back in April when they decided to take care of it because these are domesticated rabbits, and we'll get into some of the challenges of caring for them. And they decided that they needed to get rid of them. Now the, there's a there's a big story that we don't know if it's right or not about how all these rabbits all of a sudden started multiplying on this little little neighborhood. But uh, the more important thing is, what do we do with all these rabbits? It's been uh, quantified to some extent. Uh, they call it dozens of rabbits, maybe up to 100 of them just bouncing around. Well, there's two schools of thought. The neighbors, mm. the neighbors, yeah, one group says, hey, let's just get rid of them. Let's get an exterminator out here. You know, one of those orkin men maybe who handles us with the other mm-hmm. types of pests and just and get rid of them that yeah. way. Others say they're adorable. They're part of the environment. They're part of the atmosphere of our community yeah. to see these little critters hippity hopping around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so they had a vote and they said, look, if you want to, you know, find uh, we do need to get rid of them. But we can do it in a very careful way by perhaps placing these rabbits uh, in homes. So they're making that, you know, they're trying to decide what to do and gather up some money but it's expensive i mean you just don't uh you know rabbits uh people don't realize how uh expensive it is to care for animals like rabbits everybody says well they're just they're probably as easy to care for as a dog cat even a goldfish not quite no 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 not a goldfish yeah there are a lot of challenges there's no doubt about it yeah well could you list some of those challenges john that would impact our story here today well, I think one of the things to keep in mind is they have a very, uh, you know, you, these are, these are, have a very sensitive digestive tract. Got to be oh. sensitive as to what you feed them. In addition to the fact that since they're domesticated, they're, they don't have very good defense systems against predators out there. Uh, mm. So any kind of, you know, dog, a dog or uh, other animals could come up and, and basically kill them pretty quickly. Wow. So they're relatively defenseless. And, you know, they're, they're, your normal uh, veterinarian, veterinarian is not going to be able to, to, to take care of them. The other thing is that these, we already know that these animals multiply very <laughs> You know, that killed me when I read this article. I saw the headline and they said, and they multiplied. 
I went, huh? <laughs> who would have oh. guessed that? Who would have oh, thunk rabbits? It? Yeah, who would have yeah. thunk it? Wow. So one of the important things you need to do if you have a pet rabbit right away is to get it neutered. neutered. And uh, these animals that are right now prowling about, the reason there's somebody says, well, they're not dying. Well, uh, yeah, they are dying. But the problem is that they're multiplying faster than they're dying. <laughs> so you don't notice it. Wow. All of a sudden, wow. Say, well, here they are. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're trying to get, get through. But they say it could cost. There's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of rabbit rescue organizations out there. And there's <clears> one in, nearby called the East Coast uh, Rabbit a rescue organization it's in west palm that's trying to raise oh, wow. the money they think it's going to cost about forty thousand dollars to take care of forty thousand dollars for one person letting more. their domestic rabbits loose well that's, that's part it. of the folklore who knows exactly how it all took place that is one of the urban legends that's there that it one person happened to let a couple rabbits loose and before you know it we have this problem john yeah. I, I have a I, I have to ask a question now uh and this is a little bit autobiographical on my part. John, did anyone propose eating the rabbits? Oh, rabbits, them's good eating. Uh, yeah. Not really. In fact, that is a solution that only the, the bro show would, would think of. We, this is something we've eaten. We've eaten rabbits, raccoons, squirrels. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, in fact, we've eaten domesticated rabbits. Uh, yeah, because, we have. Uh, and that's uh, my my. My father would have gone to this. Uh, our father would have gone to a council meeting and immediately had the solution. Yeah, say, let's, barbecue. Let's have a barbecue. It's it's sort of like you know you have a taste of uh, we'd have a taste of Wilton Man uh, Manor, uh, where we would have oh. a gigantic barbecue for, for a rabbit, and we'd wow. get rid of all of them. Wow, well that really would work, except you know, <laughs> the, back in Pop's day they didn't have this problem as much. But uh, the pesticides on those lawns and what have you would really make those uh, rabbits suspect yeah, as far as poison. It, it's, um, it's pretty bad. I think one of the problems with these rabbits is they're, I think they're called lion head rabbits, which are very fluffy. So they're mm -hmm. very adorable looking. Oh. And, uh, and, and so this is the, the reason that uh, people just look out the window and say, oh, cute bunnies. We need to keep them here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's that, but we do we That's, do have a word though. We have a word. We do. We sure do. Our word is exonerate. Uh yeah. E X O N E R A T E to clear as of an accusation, free from guilt or blame. So the example, this is a word that keep kept popping up as we went through our two takes. So here's an example for four years. Fans of the TV show The Fugitive followed Dr. Richard Kimball on his quest to exonerate himself by catching the one-armed man who killed his wife. Um, and so yep. that's that's the example, exonerate, and that's something that's going to be near, dear, near and dear to the two takes that we have uh, for this week. Yes, it will. You know, it's funny. Uh, Sarah down in Australia always checks the word every week to see if she she can't guess what it is because she's pretty good with words and of course she got this one but she thought that it was a reference to something else happening this week oh really so, oh really some court and legal proceedings that might be going on in the yeah. US. i'm not sure what i'm not sure what she was referring to but um, i told her no we, of course we, not we, this we, is we, the fugitive the fugitive Kimball. right yeah. 
give me a break. What's she thinking? I have no idea. Stinking thinking, that's for sure. That's it. All right. Well, why don't, why don't we get into it, John? Uh, we need to know exactly how this this incredible movie. We've talked about this movie before, but we've never yes. talked about all the interesting, fascinating, and downright weird things that happened as they tried to make the movie. Well, you know, the, 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 we need to get kind of set the give the setting for this situation. We have okay. to understand this is a movie that was made in 1993, a movie that was uh, critically uh, critically praised, uh, had seven nominations, uh, including uh, one for best supporting actor that won an Oscar for Tommy Lee Jones, and of course the story with it has to do surrounds a, a doctor who is accused and and basically convicted of killing his wife. And his quest to try to, uh, you know, actually, the, the, the TV show from which it's based is more about escaping than it is proving anything. I mean, you got to go through four years of 120 escapes. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's, that's it. <laughs> so. Yeah, he, he's constantly almost getting caught in the TV show. How is this different? TV show, he, he, he doesn't get a chance to solve his own problems. All he does is solve no. other people's problems. It, and so it's pretty yeah. frustrating. But. The making of this movie is is just a story in itself, and so uh, as we talk about it, we, we need to first thing. The first challenge lies in the fact it's based upon this TV show, and so what they did is we had a, a producer who was obsessed with the TV show says, "Okay, screenwriter, write a a a, a screen a, a script," and what he does is he makes a big mistake. He watches mm. sixty episodes of The Fugitive. So he he ends up with a with a movie that all it has in it is escape. It has no. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. In fact, part the, the the biggest part of the, of this movie that was left over from the original script is is an, is one of the escapes where he goes over a thun, uh, a uh, a waterfall. Well, yep. in the original script, guess where the what what waterfall that was? Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, of course. Yeah. You know, this is more this this script didn't didn't quite fit it out. So what was really cool is it it kept all the action, but what it did is it gave it a a purpose. It gave us, for example, you have a murder. If you have a murder, wouldn't it be nice if we know the motive for the murder? This yeah. is in the movie. We wow. have a bad guy. Well, wouldn't it be nice? Maybe a couple of bad guys. We got the guy who kills, but behind the guy who kills them is another bad guy. That has Myerson. the motive, and, and it's it, it there's part of it. In addition to that, we bring closure. Mm. And the closure lies in the fact that the doctor is able to solve the murder. Now, how about good guys, bad guys? Well, in the TV series, the bad guy is the guy trying to arrest and, and find in Richard Kimball, Dr. Uh, Dr. Kimball. That's Gerard. Yeah, officer. inspector or whatever his name is. Yeah, and this one we have a, a federal marshal who plays is played by Tommy Lee Jones. And, and I think that that's r- really a cool part of it. This movie was made without the script intact before it started. Yeah, but and, he's not uh, a bad guy. Uh, Tommy Lee's not going to be a bad guy. Oh, the bottom line is he, he becomes another good guy. He's sort of what I would call the good bad guy. He's the, he's the bad guy who eventually, by the end of it, is as good as Dr. Kimball. Because he yep. realizes... and. That's something which the one in the TV show never does. That's so right. that that's part of it. But uh, I think that the challenge lies in the fact that they have a date set by which this movie needs to be released. 
And what they do is they then figure out that they've got this short window in which to basically do it. So the window is, I think it's like 10 weeks in order to basically film uh, the movie. Uh, they realize that they're going to have to start filming before they have the script completed. Now that's dangerous, as we can well imagine. But yeah, also, that what that requires yeah. is they've got to they got they got to basically film the movie in in that order because they don't have that end yet. So they're going to have to just go in time sequence as as they have it. And yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it it's it's really interesting because, like I said, the, the the screenwriters are obsessed with the original show. It's by the by the time they get to it, the good news is. The director, Andrew J Davis, is perfect for this for two reasons. He is action-oriented guy. He just had done a movie yeah. called Under Siege, which had a lot of action, and that had a couple things going for it. Location, Chicago. Mm -hmm. Andrew J yep. Davis is from Chicago. He knows Chicago, films Chicago, can do Chicago. In addition to mm -hmm. that, he has this incredible villain in the movie Under Siege, Tommy Lee Jones. He says, well, That's wait a right. minute. We'll make him Gerard, except rather than a villain, we'll just keep all that edge that he has in the movie I just completed, put it in and make him Gerard, and he'll eventually be a good guy in it, which is which, which is cool. Yeah, so that that's what happened. Having him as, and then what he does is Andrew Davis gets very involved in the, the plot, the story, and comes up with the, the endings with respect to having uh, the, the motive, with respect to the murder, having a bad doctor, with the Provisac, uh, a drug that's being approved that is wrong, and Kimball knows it, and he he was supposed to, spoiler alert, he's supposed to be shot and killed, but of course it was his that's wife right. instead. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. the The thing I like the most about it is, you know, when you watch this movie, there's a tremendous momentum and excitement, uh, and yeah. a lot of what you see is the team of U.S. Marshals that are trying to catch Richard Kimball. And, and that's where the real excitement for me is, is that these guys are, number one, on the move constantly, and they're being ordered around by Tommy Lee Jones. And, you know, Joe Pantaleone's in it, Joe Pants. He's hilarious. Uh, yes. <laughs> there's some yeah, other people in it. I mean, yeah, he steals the show in a number of uh, the steel scenes all over the place. But anyway, Tom, Tommy Lee's ordering people around. There's excitement. And, you know, I thought, wow, what a great movie. And then I read this article in Rolling Stone that we used for the show. And you find out that really was excitement because they didn't know what the script was. And they're ad-libbing half the time. They were ad-libbing no or getting fresh pieces of paper in the morning and then taking yeah. and having, having to basically fill in the blanks quite often, which is the ad-libbing. I, yeah. I think that the... Uh, that what makes the movie work is the same thing that made the movie efficient in terms of filming it. That is the cast worked very well together. And the, the thought would be at the beginning, they said, well, Tommy Lee Jones needs to have a sidekick. And somebody says, no, he needs a team. He needs a support yep. team. And the team yep. provides us, like you said, with, with the excitement, but also a, it gives a little lightness to it, a little comic relief uh, because these guys oh, cut up great and have fun. Great <laughs> lines. And I, yeah. I think my, the, my favorite was when uh, they, they they actually go and talk to some U.S. marshals, uh, federal marshals, to, to kind of get that sense. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these real marshals are, are, are giving stories. And, and this one guy so gives a story about somebody who jumps off a building and says, yeah, he did a Peter Pan. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. And then it's in the movie. It's in the movie, but the, the challenge when they were doing is uh, Pants wanted to say the line. Tommy Lee Jones wanted to say the line. And, of course, guess who wins? 
uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Jones, Lee. yeah, Tommy Lee. He yeah. does get gets a chance to do it. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's all. It, it's just got this. Hey, this I, I got some more. I got some more insight. Yeah, yeah, get, I got some more inside baseball. Stuff. Some stuff. more insight. Yeah. Yeah. So what what's cool about this is the the uh, pant Joe Pants Joey Pants this guy Pantaleone. You've seen him in lots of stuff. Just if you know, those of you listening to this, you've seen him before and he's a real smart aleck. He's he's in the Matrix. He's pretty he he has a lot of good lines in the Matrix, too. Anyway, this guy has a nose for the camera and see his big thing is I want to be in the sequel. So, number one, you can't kill me. And number two, I want to be in every scene that I can. And if you watch this movie, this guy is in the background. He's in the side. He's buttoning in. He's making up lines. He's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So, yeah. so it's a treat to know the backstory on how they how they did this stuff. And like you said, they got a lot of them from the U.S. Marshals themselves. They they heard these phrases, and sometimes they made their own phrases up, what they call things. And I know your favorite yeah. line in the movie, John. Well, hinky, I, hinky. Oh, hinky. Yeah. In fact, I was going to change the word from exonerated because all of a sudden one of the the the, the support guys says. You know, he starts talking about Dr. Kimball and says, this, this guy, I don't get it. He's smart. He's a, he's a doctor. He's got his Ph.D. And he keeps going back to uh, he's going to go back to Chicago and then he's going to go close to jail. Hinky. It doesn't make it hinky. And then Tommy Lee Jones it's says, hinky. Hinky. It's hinky. hinky. What's hinky? And then he says, well, you know, kind of weird, kind of, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And he says to him, I don't think you know what hinky means. Stop using that word. Use words that you know. Don't use hinky. So yeah, but I mean, you talk about about trying to be efficient. The yeah. biggest, the big super crash, train crash, which comes right out of the uh, the TV series and in, in the original yeah. script, yeah. is it's enormous, but it has to be filmed once. They don't have time to do it more than once, or the expense. No, and they've sure only enough, got they, one train. One train. Uh, no CGI, by the way, kids. No CGI. This is real. Yeah. Right. You're, you're right. It's it, it's real. That's part of it. They, they all of a sudden they have to be running around downtown Chicago and they realize, oh, the St. Patrick's Day parade. They just say to the city of Chicago, well, we're going to maybe be hanging around the parade. They just add limit. They're just crashing through and doing going through the parade, this and that. So they they do a lot of things on the uh, on the on the sly. Uh, even some of the things you would be uh, you would consider would be set stuff they could do back in Hollywood such as the uh, the murder scene with respect to Kimball's wife. Uh, Kimball, uh, Andrew Jones, the director, and uh, Harrison Ford are having drinks one night, and they run into a doctor who describes his house. And all of a sudden, they say to the guy after a couple of drinks, hey, could we use your house to, to film it? And that's what yeah, they did. yeah. It's, about, it, it's located about a, a half a mile from where I live. Yeah, it's an old oh, town. Wow. It's where they did all this. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So it's just that story upon story upon story. Uh, it relates to all this yeah, good read stuff. the Rolling Stone article if you're interested, but be careful. It's a one-time read kind of thing. You know, they keep track of how many times you read articles in Rolling Stone. So oh, yeah. You have Thank a lot, man. So, yeah, go there. And I wasn't talking to you. Uh, go there, and, and you can oh. you can read it, but don't fool around. you got to read it and well, get the hell out, right? right well, yeah, except the problem is you're talking to me because I haven't read it all yet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you're just like the movie. You're unprepared. You're unprepared. Oh, that's yeah. It. Well, I've had it. Now I'm upset. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Now I'm okay. upset. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to do groaners now. I'm sorry, John. 
our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred mm-hmm. to as the coach, Dr. and he did deliver. I've got two really, really good ones, and here we go. Uh-oh. What do vampires and dentures have in common? What do vampires and dentures have in common? Oh, man, I have no idea. They both come out at night. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay. That's so good. Um, now, this is one a little bit close to, you know, what the doctor, this and that, whatever. What mm. kind of tape do you use to mend a broken heart? What kind of tape do you use to mend a broken heart? I don't know, John. Ticker tape. That is excellent. That is the best one we've had in weeks. Okay, well, I'll let Vince know that. Okay? Uh, Yeah, we need to let him know that, and let's put that in the Groner Hall of Fame. 